Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. Hey, look, I want to thank all of our partners who help make this show happen every day, but I'm going to just say one thing here real quick. Um, next week we have a major announcement. Okay. Now Alex always said, hates it when I say major announcement, but I'm telling you right now for me, this is a big deal. We have a very big announcement next week about a new partner that is a locally based company that has international reach that when we announce the name of this company and we, and we bring on their founder, you guys are all going to know the company. And the best part of it is, is everybody's going to save a lot on their products, which you want, you need, everybody's going to save a lot on their products. And the show will actually make a couple of bucks uh, because we all are buying these products. So stay tuned for that. Okay. But in the meantime, let me thank our great partners right now. I'll start off with seven mile casino. 7milecasino.com is their website. QR code is right here on the screen for those of you that are watching. And if you're looking for a great place to combine things that you love, you love playing blackjack or poker or other table games, you love great food, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, um, you like a nice stiff drink, they got an excellent bar scene going on there. Parking is easy, it's free, it's close by. So like yesterday, it was raining like a mother. Dude, uh, you could get in real quick and not get wet. And you don't have to walk like, I mean, two miles to get from some parking garage into the casino. It's very small, intimate, clean, smoke-free. You're going to love it. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, I encourage you to call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is supposed to be fun. Okay, let me uh, thank our friends from Athletic Greens, AG1. So here I am today. I'm playing LA Cap, right? I'm up in LA. And what I do is, is when I come to LA, I bring this bottle. Then I take the travel pack because you get five free travel packs when you buy through us. And I take the vitamin D, I mix it up, a little room temperature water. And then I, I drink it as the show goes on because I need A, hydration, and B, the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, everything you get from AG1. So the QR code is here on the screen for those of you guys that are watching. For those of you that are listening, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Get your subscription now. It'll cost you less than a cup of coffee every day. And I promise you this. Um, the health benefits will far outweigh what coffee will do for you. And I told a story a week ago of a guy coming to me. He goes, hey, you really inspired me. I said, with what? He said, I was drinking like three, four cups of coffee every day. And I heard you say that Athletic Greens has all the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients and the probiotics. He goes, and then you get this clarity of mind and energy. He goes, so I decided I'll drink one cup of coffee like you do. And then I'll try the Athletic Greens. So get your subscription, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan or use the QR code. Hey, let me thank our friends from Prize Picks. So. The NBA is in the is still in the all-star break, right? So, Browner, I'm trying to find um, ways now to play. And the thing is, is I want to play every day. So I was looking today at a combo play on the specials section, and I was thinking about taking Lionel Messi and putting him together with Austin Matthews. Now, I know everybody knows who Messi is, but does everybody know who Austin Matthews is? Well, he plays hockey for Toronto. Okay, and they're playing Arizona. So I'm going to take these two guys tonight to combine for more than one and a half goals. So I'm going to bank on Messi scoring one, and I'm going to bank on Matthew scoring one, and that's how I'm going to get to my two goals. The problem is that I'm having is I'm trying to decide where to go from there. Like I was at this LA Kings game last night. Maybe I'll play a hockey player. So I decided I'm going to go deep, deep, deep. I go to darts, right? I go to darts. I find my guy, the dart kid that we found last week. His name yeah. is Luke Littler. He's got three and a half to uh, to these these. However, they score darts. One eighty's thrown, and um, but he's not playing till tomorrow. So I don't want to play tomorrow. I want to play today. So I got to figure it out. 
Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Use our code Great Friends. They're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Download that Prize Picks app now if you haven't done it already. All right, let's get to the show and then I'll talk more about our great partners at halftime. Let's get to it. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So if you are driving around right now in San Diego, Orange County, L.A., wherever you may be, uh, glad to have you guys here today. And if you're listening on 1090 on radio, happy you're here. If you are watching on television tonight, awesome. California, your view on Cox everywhere from San Diego all the way up to Santa Barbara. YouTubers around the world, happy you guys are here and audio podcasters as well. So uh, Grande on vacation and me and Brown in today. And Brown, it's interesting because while Grande is over in Arizona getting ready for Padre spring training, uh, you and me here had a conversation yesterday about Xander Bogarts <laughs> being like a $25 million utility guy now. And um, really the conversation was quite simple. It was like, look, would the Padres have signed Xander Bogarts a year ago had they known that he wasn't going to be their shortstop for the next 10 years? Would they have given him this $280 million contract to play second base for the next 10 years? My answer is probably not because they could have kept Jake Cronenworth over at second base. The long story short of this conversation from yesterday as we advance into today is this. Our guy, Toby McDonald, who runs all of our YouTube clips on the show, he posted a clip yesterday. I'll, I'll read to you what the headline was. And he posted this clip yesterday. And I guess Toby, who he loves to stir it up in like the mm -hmm. old school, like charger forums on Facebook. I don't even know where these forums are on Facebook. Okay. He put out a post yesterday and here's the headline. San Diego Padres spent $280 million on a utility player in Xander Bogarts. And he says, he writes me a text last night, dude. I am seriously getting verbally abused AF on Padres forums for posting my clip I did today. Worst ever abuse for a Padres clip. Uh, thank you. Th thank really? you to all the, the, all the Padre fans that are so angry about this. Like you, you cannot, you cannot have an opinion that is not like the Padres are going to win the world series guaranteed Forget the Dodgers, forget Arizona, who was in the World Series last year, two division rivals. If your opinion is not that the Padres are 100% winning the World Series, these guys on these forums, they come after you, man. I think that so the idea that I was trying to convey to people is that I don't like the direction that I see things are going. I was a fan of the signing of Xander Bogarts. I think he should stay where he's at, and I think keeping him where he's at keeps the teeth in right field because this is the way things were supposed to be. When you start mixing things up like that, now you're going to have problems with long-term contract guys. Again, putting Kim at shortstop now raises his price too for you as the initial, but you're bidding against yourself. So none of this makes sense to me. It, it, it really doesn't. I, I can't wait to hear from Xander Bogarts when he gets questioned about this, and I know he will. And he has. I can't, I can't wait to hear from Tatis about, because he will be asked, too, about the shortstop situation. And 
I don't, I, I don't expect for Kim to say anything, but I'll do whatever needs to be done for the team to be successful because that's more like a Kim comment. But um, here's an idea. Maybe, maybe what they're thinking is this: put Kim at short, raise his value, trade him eventually, move Bogarts back to short. Just, just coming up with concepts, just coming up with ideas, because it, it just listen. This is not about baseball strategy. This is about social media and what happens when, God forbid, you have an opinion that doesn't align with a fan base. They want you canceled. They want you dead. They want your advertisers to, to leave you. They, they want the show to, to no longer exist. How dare you not cheerlead? Where is your short skirt? Where are your pom-poms? Why are you not cheerleading? They've almost been conditioned by the Padres radio partner that you have to, that you have to cheerlead. Seriously. Like that's what got us into trouble back in the old days of 1090. God forbid we were not cheerleading. They would call the station and Von Glickenhaus, the old general manager, would come running down from his office. What are you doing? What are you saying? I'm like, uh, the truth. You know? I I didn't want to listen, I don't want to be the person to bring another station into it. But what you gotta call things like you see it. Okay, I I get that when you are in a when you are on the payroll of somebody else, there has to be a rosy side of things presented. But you also have to remember some people aren't on that payroll, and when they see things that they deem to be weird or fishy or odd or not the way this was supposed to be told to the fan base, and they disagree with that, we're not the only people asking that question. Why is he not at shortstop? A lot of other people are asking that question. We didn't put rose-colored glasses on it. We didn't lipstick the pig. We just went, wait a minute. You gave this guy all this money to be a second baseman, a utility player? No, you didn't. That's not why you paid him. That's not why you gave him that money. Because So now that begs us, the station who is not beholden to them, to ask the question, What's what the hell's going on with that? Well, I mean, look, it, it, is, is Kim the best defensive option at short? Maybe, 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 maybe he is, M maybe he is. But the, the issue is not, this is not a baseball thing per se. It's more about why did you sign this guy? If he's not the best player to play that position, that's like having somebody in your office that you're like, Hey, you know, um, we got two people. Th this guy here makes minimum wage. And this guy here is making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And we hired this guy at $100,000 a year to do this job. But we've determined that the guy who's making minimum wage is the better player, is the better guy for that job. Worker. Right. So so let's just have the better guy do that job. Great. Then why would you have the $100,000 a year guy still working there? And the thing is, is what I'm wondering is, and I'm just, I'm, is it raise the value of Kim so that you can trade him as a shortstop? Moves Bogarts back. Is it, is it? There's, I can't imagine that anybody in baseball would go, hey, I'll take that Xander Bogarts contract from you. Not yet. You know, you know so I'm not really sure. But but listen, maybe, maybe what the angry Padre fans are, are upset about is maybe they're thinking, hey, guys, they're trying everything they can do to win. You know, they they have a new manager. They they have the roster that they've got and the money that they've spent. This is it. You know.
Well, when they when you when you say or when anybody says that they're trying their best to win, what does that like? What does that look like? What does what does that mean? In the end, I don't really know what they're doing, dude. I don't know what the Padres are doing. Um, other than look, this is the team we have. This is the money we've spent. This is the thing we think helps us win. The, the, between AJ Preller and now his new manager Mike Schilt, th this is what we've determined is the way to give us the best chance to win. I'm not really positive. I can tell you right now. Let me say it like this: I'm probably more interested in this Padres baseball season than maybe ever before. And and last False. year, no, 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 no way, no, no. Here's why: because last year, going into last year, you had signed Musgrove already. Mm -hmm. You had you had. Um, you went out and, and you signed Bogarts. Right. You had Tatis. Right. Manny, Manny was going to get his contract ripped up and he was going to get a new one. And he did. Okay. And and they were making and they were making all these moves, right? And they spent more money than ever before. And there was a, a belief last year that this team was going to do something great, right? Right. Okay. Because they told you, remember, they told you on the stage, it doesn't matter who it is. We're winning the World Series. Right, right. Who do you guys want to see us play in the World Series? The Yankees, the, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the Astros. It, it doesn't matter who we play because we're going to win the World Series. That was Tatis bragging last year. So there was an excitement, a belief in, in that Padre team a year ago. I actually would tell you, and I know you don't believe me, that I think I'm more interested, not excited, interested. Interested is different than yeah. interested and excited are different. Yes. Interest oh, last year I was like excited for the Padre organization. I was Correct. excited for Peter Seidler, who'd spent all this money. I was excited for the fan base who had a true belief going into the season. Because remember, they were coming off having beaten the Dodgers in the postseason and then losing to the Phillies in the NLCS. I was excited for everybody last year. Now I'm more interested in the Padres this year because honestly. If I had to put my money on it right now, I don't think it's going to be a great year. And I think where people are going to get ultimately frustrated is we've never seen a payroll like this. And, and this is going into this year. There's still a monster payroll. This is still a much bigger payroll than the Padres ever had in the, in the old days. Right. And I just, I hope I'm wrong. I do for the sake of the team, for the sake of the fan base. I hope I'm wrong, but um, it's moves like this Bogarts thing that make me very suspicious about what this season is going to ultimately be. And remember this, Arizona was in the, in the world series last year. They're in yeah. the division. The Dodgers added a lot, but everybody's going to focus in on Otani, but they added a lot more than just Otani. They added a lot of right. arms and they're going to get Walker Bueller back, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't know how the Padres are better this year than those two teams, Arizona and LA. Look, man, I <laughs> convince me. So last year, last year, mm -hmm. there were people saying that this is the best roster, top to bottom in baseball. Yep, that's that was right. the real thing mm -hmm. that was said amongst the experts, the, the MLB.com people. The, 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 I think Rosenfall, Rosenthal, whomever here, those types of people, the Mad Dog Russo's of the world, our friend, Chris, uh, uh, 
not Chris Reed, because he's he's actually our friend. Chris Rose. Uh, Chris Rose. Guys who come on this show. There you Mm -hmm. go. These are people who literally do this thing, eat, sleep, breathe it for a living. Mm -hmm. They were telling you this was the best roster in baseball. Mm -hmm. You lose Blake Snell, who nobody thought he would have the year that he did, but he did. You allow Juan Soto to be traded because financially no one knows what he wants. So you got to just let him go and hope you get some back. And I think that they got a really quality trade back from the Yankees to replace him. Mm -hmm. So now this just leads me to the point where if you kind of filled your holes with pitching, not to the level of Blake Snell, but you got bodies and arms that can salvage you to make up the difference long, the long way, not the short way. And you've got to figure out what's going on in the outfield, but you have people in the minor leagues that people have been fans have been waiting to see the Jackson Merrills of the world. So you have bodies that people are excited about the interest of the ball club to me is the negative part of it. I'm excited about this year because I think the is going to give you the season that we thought he had in him before he got all the trouble. I think Xander Bogarts is going to give you a better year before all this shortstop second base stuff. Now I don't know that's up in the air, but I think that you're going to see more excitement from the ball club than you had last year. I think that it's going to be more interesting in a negative way because I, I, I don't think this is going, I, I think they're starting off on the wrong foot. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be able to come on here and for this to make the Browner hot take as the worst take of the year. I hope that's the case because I want them to succeed. It's better for everyone in the city, fans, the community, the sporting world, when they succeed. But if you're telling me before you play a game, you're moving one of your highest paid players, who was the highest paid player at that position, to move to another position because, you know, you're doing what's best for the team, then that tells me you made the wrong decision on that individual player. You, you just said it. You just said a, it. Right. You, right. You, you're, you're telling on yourself. Right. You are showing your hand, as they say, in, in the poker world. Mm-hmm. Because you, you moving him means that somebody in that organization with some power said, that's not working the way we want it to work. It's not working the for the we went out and got this guy to do this, and now it's we we find that we have somebody else on our roster who's at twenty five percent of the pay who's actually better. Look, it was different when they moved Tatis. When they moved Tatis, that was because he kept getting hurt. Yes, you know he kept getting hurt, and so it was like, hey, you know what? We got to move you, man. Your shoulder keeps popping out, and you got other ailments, you know, wrist and whatever. Like we got to move you, dude. We got to protect you and protect your body so we can get the most out of you. With Bogarts, it just looks like a mistake. You know what it looks like? It's kind of like when an NFL team drafts a quarterback in the first round, and then they decide two, three years later, they're like, you know what? This guy can't play. I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, just as an example. I mean, they're in the offseason, and I know we're, we're kind of just fresh into the offseason, but I can't turn on an ESPN show without mm-hmm. Lewis Riddick being on the air talking about what the Steelers should do about the quarterback position. Should they give up on Kenny Pickett? Should they make a trade for Justin Fields? How do the other Steeler players feel about Kenny Pickett being given sort of the the first shot? And this is a guy who's going to only be in his third year in the NFL, and he was a first-round draft choice, and he was the only first-round draft draft choice quarterback 
in in that draft that year. And so if if you let him go, or if you if you make an admission that he can't play, that is admitting a mistake. Here here's another example. Um, I hear Brian Winhorst on ESPN all the time. He's asked, um, why are the Lakers so committed to Darvin Ham as their head coach? And he says, because they hired him. Well, they hired him. And by the way, I mean, he he said this to me one day on the air. He, I go, well, why would they be so committed to him? He goes, they hired him. And it was like, yeah, so? And he's like, well, if they fire him, they're having to admit they screwed up. And so teams don't usually like to admit when they screw up. But in this case, the Padres moving Xander Bogarts from short to second looks like they screwed up. And that gets back to the beginning of the conversation, which was once Toby put that out on a Facebook group, which, hey, Brown, I don't even know where the hell this stuff goes. I mean, I really don't. Do you? Partially, yes. I, I know you do? how to see it. Yeah. I okay, I don't. To- Toby puts out yesterday a, a, a clip from that yesterday's show. San Diego Padres spent $280 million on a utility player in Xander Bogarts, and he writes, if you're just getting with us, dude, I'm seriously getting verbally abused AF on Padres forums for posting my clip I did today. Worst ever abuse for a Padre clip, and he's laughing about the whole thing. And I didn't even look. I guess I could look real quick on YouTube to find out how many views this had yesterday because when you put out like controversial headlines, that's when you usually get really good views. And uh, I'll look real quick, but man, Padre fans just all over Toby and he's just laughing right at you. Cause he just loves it. This is like, <laughs> this is his life. It's just, he's just poking at everybody. He love, he's a poker. He yep. definitely loves to poke. He is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into something. Mm-hmm. What are you looking into? Going to be this kind of gonna, I, I believe we have, we may have an, a retire. Oh, wow. Eric Hosmer's retired. Really? <laughs> wow. As of an hour ago, according to ESPN, Eric mm-hmm. Hosmer, one-time All-Star with the Worlds, announced his retirement. Really? Oh, my. You have to be, a quote, you have to be 110% committed and doing what is necessary, both physically and mentally, to play at the major league level. And I have reached a point where I wasn't there anymore, Hosmer said. I'm very satisfied with my career. I feel like I accomplished a lot, was a, was around a lot of great people, and have a lot of great stories to tell. Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, I guess wow is just as in – I'm looking wow. it up as well right now. Um, wow. Eric Hosmer trending on Twitter. Eric Hosmer has announced his retirement after 13 seasons, four Gold Glove Awards. I don't know how that guy ever won a Gold Glove Award, seriously. We, we watch Juan Soto play in the outfield. We know how he won. They don't yeah. watch the games. Yeah. Eric Hosmer got four Gold Gloves, a Silver Slugger Award, and a World Series championship in 2015. 13-year Major League career. I don't know exactly how much money Eric Hosmer made in his entire playing career, but I'm going to tell you it's probably pushing $200 million at least. He got a he, Hosmer signed an eight year, $144 million deal with the San Diego Padres in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, listen, congratulations. May not be going to the Baseball Hall Ooh. of Fame, but you know what? Bike, baby. You, you know what? Made a lot of money. Bike. Made a lot of money. Has a World Series ring. Um, made, I, I mean, just has great relations isn't he like brother-in-laws with with the, oh no no that's somebody else um but listen that's a great career 13 years as a pro athlete as a major leaguer 
That's an amazing career. Good for Eric Hosmer and good for Noah when it was time to hang it up. If you ask me, this mm -hmm. is the this is the Preller signing that you can't shake. This the one. You think you think Xander's bad. I don't think Xander's that bad because I like Xander as a player. I think he's gonna be productive. He's got a long way to go in that contract. That Hosmer contract, that's the one that should have got yeah, you but, fired. But it was it was 2007 and it was an eight-year deal, right? 2017. Oh, yeah, 17. Yeah. Okay, you said 2007. I was like, wow, that's all yeah. 2017, and it was an eight-year deal. Signed an eight-year deal or the 144 million with the Padres in 2017. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, congratulations to Eric Hosmer. All right, look, we're just getting going. And for Please. those of you that are in this Facebook Padres forum that are beating up on Toby because of our commentary yesterday, chances are I guarantee you guys didn't even listen to it. You probably just saw the headline and you just saw it and you started ripping away. It's all good. All right, listen. Um, Kaplan and crew from oh. the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Browner's in the house. Grande's got the week off. Uh, glad everybody's here with us. Uh, all you chatlins, get involved in that live YouTube chat. Stick around. I definitely want to talk about what happened with San Diego State basketball on the way. This is Kaplan and crew. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Wednesday afternoon, Kaplan and crew got Grande and the Brown man, but really don't have Grande because he took the week off, deservedly so. And uh, he's out at spring training and going to see the Padres. And I think the playing the Dodgers like later this week. I don't really watch that much spring training baseball, everybody. Uh, we're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. And um, I hope you guys uh, are, if you're looking for something fun to do right about now, NBA still in the all-star break, football season's over. I know we don't have a lot of hockey fans in, in San Diego necessarily, unless you're a goals fan. I did hear that the goals had a really big crowd the other night, like 12,000 people for some Star Wars night or something. I am so disconnected with them. I, I And I don't mean to say it like that. It's just that I, I don't know about you. I haven't been to a goals game in a really long time. So I was surprised to hear that they had this monster crowd. So, um, you know, in this short break and in this period of time, I encourage Alex definitely to take time off, especially coming off the football season that he just had. All right. Um, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. And if you're looking for something fun to do, blackjack, poker, other table games, Seven Mile Casino is the place to be. And it's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Hey, um, Brown, did you watch any of the San Diego State basketball game last night against Utah State? I watched the majority of the second half of that game. Yeah. Yeah. This is um the thing is about San Diego State's basketball team is now they've they've now moved back into third place in the Mountain West. You know, um Utah State has now elevated to first place in the Mountain West, and Boise State is sitting there in second place, and it's about points and tiebreakers stuff. Um, not because they're they're better in record-wise and everything than San Diego State, but um San Diego State's basketball team last night, um they just they they are having a very hard time winning on the road in the conference. And that's not because they can't go on the road and win. It's because the conference is actually good. Like, it's taken me a long time to understand this season that the Mountain West Conference is probably better and more competitive than it's been. And it's been good and competitive for a lot of years, but maybe more so this year than in years past. And I think the other thing about San Diego State is, is that when San Diego State goes into somebody's home, like Utah State, Boise State, Colorado State, New Mexico, et cetera, when they go to somebody else's house, they're not just San Diego State, the conference foe anymore. I don't mean to be so cliche about it, but they are the team that was in the national championship last year. So because they were a team in the national championship just a season ago, everybody is hyped to try and beat San Diego State especially when you've got them at your place. And Utah State has a great crowd, tough environment. Uh, so San Diego State last night, 
there was a point in that game where they went on a run. It was in the second half, like a 9-1 run. They clawed their way back in, and then they just couldn't they couldn't get back in and, and hold on to win. And Utah State did. So I don't know if we should be thinking that San Diego State um, – these are road games, and, and it's hard to win on the road in the conference when everybody wants a piece of you based on your success of a year ago. What did you think when you watched the game? I thought that they're short one guy, period. I, I just, watching them now, this is probably my 12th or 13th game where I've watched more than a half. I think I've watched seven full games from, from tip to, to final buzzer. They're short one guy. What Ladee's doing all he can. I haven't seen a guy be played so physical as, as Ladee has been all season in a very, very long time. And he's handled it from a composure standpoint, very well, because teams know we got to take him out. So they find their biggest guy, and they just go just lean on him, hammer him. And the fact that he doesn't shoot 15 free throws a game amazes me. But when the other team has a guy physically his size and can score, San Diego State finds themselves in the same position every game, especially when they're on the road. They don't have a second guy. Or a consistent second guy would probably be a better way to put it because you can get a guy here and there, but to have somebody to match Ladee, whether it be points-wise or defense-wise at this point, it's it's they look short, and that's what happened last night. They came up short because this guy's being grinded on and you can't get anything from anybody else. I think that's their problem. There's no one else to go to to alleviate that pressure to get the defense to rotate to somebody else Everybody's so focused on him. And so I don't I don't necessarily think it's the road. That's the issue. I just think when you go on the road, that second guy doesn't show up. Yeah, I um I I also just wonder just a little bit, and Coach Dutcher, I know you're listening. Um, and a lot of the San Diego State athletic department listens, I do know that. Um, have been for years. So I'm I'm appreciative. But guys, there's one little thing that I wonder about. Um, when you have the success that San Diego state had a year ago and you have guys leaving because there's NIL money at bigger name brand schools and bigger name brand programs and programs that are willing to spend on NIL more so than San Diego state has the capability of, of spending on. And then you have kids who are like, um, consumed now with making as much money as they can while they can make it, hmm. you know? So I look at some of these kids from San Diego state and I'm trying to remember, I, I'd read this article uh, earlier in the week. I'll, I'm going to find it here in a second um, where uh, one of the guys uh, and he, he, he has this like um, deal with uh, I'm going to find this real quick before I, I get too deep into it. He has this deal with um, one of the, uh, like a smoothie place, you know, and um, no, like not, juice. no, I, no, I, I haven't been to a Jamba Juice in a long time. When was the last time you were in a Jamba boy, Juice? The, two days ago, white gummy bear. That thing what is, wang, boy. <laughs> What's that white gummy bear, boy? White gummy bear, flame, boy. It's like, it's like a, um, it's like a great, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a smoothie, obviously, because it's Jamba Juice. It's a smoothie. And it's got all types of good, tasty stuff in it, man. And I, I look every time I go in there, I go, I'm gonna try something else. And I always find myself back at the gummy bear every single time. Every single time, I probably go that once my kid likes it. 
And so, and it's expensive. But is it my how much? How much is how much is a smoothie at uh, at that place? If you go medium, and then in one kid, I usually leave out of there fourteen bucks. Fourteen dollars for for one for two for two for two for two for two okay. one for one for her one for me okay because um I uh I go to this place in I'm in downtown L A and I get they like a the protein LA smoothies are, they say the L A smoothies are crazy priced dude I I well first of all listen here's an example if you go to Jersey Mike's I'm gonna get back to this whole story about San Diego State basketball. <laughs> 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 this is a true story this is a god honest true story okay so i went to jersey mike's in encinitas about two weeks ago i was having this like jersey mike's thing like sometimes i have like this thing where i want a chick-fil-a or i want a jersey mike's now by the way just to let you know just let you know i'm trying now after coming back from mexico for four days i swear to you i'm i'm putting more mental energy into watching my diet because I'm telling you, dude, I ate everything on this trip. I ate my way through through Cabo and and every other part of of Mexico where I visited. And uh, and to make matters worse, I think I told you this yesterday. My girlfriend, God love her, she has been eating less and less and less. So we ordered dinner on Sunday night. We ordered an appetizer. She had like a bite. I ate ninety five percent of it. I ordered an entree, ate it all. She ordered an entree, Brown. She had two swirls of this pasta dish that looked, and by the way, we took pictures of it. I didn't even see it until I looked at my phone. Dude, bomb. It was so good. So I ate 95% of the, the appetizer. I ate 100% of my meal. And then she had about 10% of hers. And I was like, well, we're not going to take it to go. So I just sat there and ate it. So I ate three things for two people. It wasn't 50-50. It wasn't 60-40 or even 70-30. It was 98 to 2. That was the score of that dinner, 98 to two. Full court press, man. Dude, I, I did. I, full court press, and I just couldn't couldn't miss from three, man. 98 to two was the I final hear you, score. I hear you. So I go to Jersey Mike's, right? And I'm having this, like, Jersey Mike's craving a couple weeks ago. And I'll t- tell you what I ordered. I ordered a number 16, which is, a, which is a chicken Philly. I get the number three. Which is what? I'm a cold cut guy. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Is that, like, the Italian? Yeah, it's like ham and ham provolone and uh some other kind of like uh, salami no nah, i don't like salami but well i don't ham, know man you you said it's ham i mean is it ham and cheese or is it ham, like, ain't, ham ain't salami bro what are you doing no you said you like cold cuts i thought that meant yeah. like you like multiple cold cuts no 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 i don't like bologna either but continue your story. all right here's the deal so i go into jersey mike's right and i'm gonna and i'm on like a i'm on like a uh, craving binge i'm like okay you know what i'm getting a giant which is just oh. ridiculous that somebody would eat a giant okay a giant number 16, okay? Chicken Philly. So the guy's making it on the grill. I say, yo, bro, um, would you mind scooping the bread? Because, you know, I'm trying to be a little conscious of my carbs. You feel me? You know? My man makes the chicken Philly, loads it up into the bread, right? Then I said, well, hey, listen, if you don't mind, I want it Mike's way. And they think I'm out of my mind that I want it Mike's way, but that's the way I want it. I want it, I want the chicken Philly, and then I want... So the lettuce, the tomato, I want a little jalapeno on that thing. All right. Put a little bit of that juice up on that junt, right? Yeah, and then, I love that juice. Well, oil and vinegar, double it up. Yeah. Juice it down, man. Shower yeah, yeah. me in that stuff. Drink that thing. 
And this thing, and the dude wraps it up, sticks it in the sandwich bag. I go home to eat this thing, right? How much do you think it costs with tip? Assume you just, because they put that in front of you. They put the tip in front of you. He's like, yo, you want to put tip 10, 15%, 20%? Or would you like to even tip a little bit more than that? Let's just say you go with the standard 20%. Which I think is very generous, by the way, at a takeout place. Okay. You want, you, you want me to really you want me to really answer that question or you want me to just let you keep finishing your story? Now, no, go ahead. Tell me. Listen, I love I love uh, fast food work. I, I take my hat off to y'all. Y'all do long days. It's hot in there, and people aren't always the coolest, bro. I'm not tipping y'all. I'm not tipping y'all. Your only job is to make the sandwich. That's it. That's yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I have this like tip guilt. Not me. I ain't tipping you, bro. I can't do it. I, I came in here. If I didn't come in here to make this sandwich, well, no other way. You didn't open the door for me. You didn't pull my chair out. You didn't open the door for me to leave. You didn't greet me when it came in. What am I tipping you for? To make the sandwich? That's what That's what I'm here for. Well, I paid you for that. I know. And the thing is, is that the companies, every company, every company who every does, company this, does this, every thing. company who does this puts this tip in front of you to guilt you into tipping their employees so that their employees make a couple extra bucks. Um, and listen, I'm not here to knock it. I'm just here to say this. I was at with a buddy of mine at lunch and he's a, he's a pretty rich guy and they put the tip in front of him and I saw him tip 15%. And I went, now, wait a second. Why do I tip 20% and this guy tips 15% and he's loaded and I'm not like, and, and it's just tip guilt. So here's the thing. Full giant Jersey Mike's sandwich with tip. And I'll tell you, I tip 20%. Mm -hmm. How much? Tell me how much. $24. Dude, I think you're like, right. I, I want to say it was like $26. And I walked out of there and I went, did I just spend $26? Yeah on a sandwich and then i thought to myself would i rather spend 26 dollars on this sandwich or would i rather spend 26 dollars sitting in a restaurant somewhere and honestly my answer is 26 dollars on the sandwich see me on the other hand yeah because again i've got that jersey mike's trap too i've gone in there i look up there and like you know that looks good and as y'all know i have children and everybody has to get a piece so i walked out of there a couple of times with two giants <laughs> okay <laughs> and i didn't feel good about it okay if you if you ever come close to breaking a hundo in jersey mics you got to rethink what you're doing in life and that was me at that point i had to rethink what i was doing i'm like yo wh wh how did i get here so yes it, it can sneak up on you you can look down especially you 20 percent tipping bro yes yeah. i know they almost got you for 24 yeah that was not a smart move i want to say that on the board itself I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I think I have to look on the uh, on the app, but I think the I think it's twenty a legit twenty bucks for the sandwich in the first place. And I, again, this ain't a diss on Jersey Mike's. I love Jersey Mike's, and that's a massive sandwich. Me too. Okay, I I get it. It's it's worth the amount of food you get. But come on, dog. <laughs> come on, dog. I mean, y'all ain't got like a. They ain't got no, no like three dollar menu where you could just get like a the middle of the giant like that little <laughs> that little square like the kid portion. Put that on the menu, man. See how many of those y'all sell? Yeah, man. Well, somehow or another, I'm going to get this back to San Diego State basketball, which is where first we smoothie. started. Or, yeah, or well, in LA. well, it, they're connected. They're connected. Okay. Uh, well, the whole smoothie thing in LA, real quick, is this: is that if you're spending how much on a smoothie at uh, at Jamba Juice? Fourteen dollars. In LA, downtown LA, which is where I'm at today, I'm playing LA Cap a couple of days. There's a there's a little smoothie place. I think it's called Good Earth. I'm not really positive. 
And for a uh, like protein smoothie, I want to say it's it's probably close to close to twenty bucks. No, I'm fighting. I'm yeah. fighting, bro. You fighting, I'm fighting that, huh? I'm I'm fight. I'm fighting somebody. If you tell me that, yeah, you got to come around that counter. We got those twenty dollars for some juice, bro. For some squeeze <laughs> juice. Nah, I got oranges at the house, man. No, dude, it's I not squeeze it. juice. It's a protein shake. It's like a, you know, it's it's got bananas. So it's yeah, well, protein powder, bananas, probably like almond butter, some sort of almond milk, you know, smoothie with protein powder in it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, people, if you, how many of those do you get a day? I can, I, because when I see the grass at Jamba Juice, right, they got that little grass up there. I still don't know what that is. I think it's the decorations. I ain't never seen nobody drink that. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen them cut that grass and put in no drinks. Mm. And I go to there again. I go there once or twice a week. So I've been in there over 50 times within the last two years i never seen nobody get that grass you know what's bothering me right now is how much i want that jersey mike sandwich god darn it i want that thing do you where is oh is it, i'm not gonna do it. it i'm not gonna do it. it i'm not gonna you do it, it. Where no is i'm not it? no i don't know but i'm not gonna do it I'm, i will not do it big dog? i will not do it no no i gotta i gotta start cleaning up my diet for reals for real jersey mike's ain't that heavy no dude it is it is. All right, listen, let me get back to what I was talking about. So here, here's the thing about San Diego State's basketball team, and I'm just I'm just asking this question because here was my point. When you're San Diego State's basketball team and you go on the road at Utah State, the Utah State team and fan base no longer looks at San Diego State like, hey, they're just some other team in our conference. You know, when Colorado State comes in, that's a conference foe. When, when, you know, um, when New Mexico comes in, when Boise State comes in, that's a conference foe. But when San Diego State goes into Utah State, that is not just a conference foe. That is the team that last year was in the national championship. That was a team that last year was in Houston for the final four. That is, maybe this is a bit of an exaggeration, but San Diego State is, because of, of a championship game that they were in last year, they're kind of like Gonzaga to everybody else in the West Coast Conference. I mean, Gonzaga is so much head and shoulders better than everybody else in the West Coast Conference, but everybody wants to get up to play Gonzaga because beating them would be a big deal. Um, last night, number one UConn got knocked off by Creighton, right? And so, and and you'd have to go, I mean, I wasn't watching the game or anything like that. I just saw the headline and they beat them up pretty bad. But yeah. the point is, is that you're the number one team in the country. So we have a chance to take you down. We want it. We want to play our best game we want to elevate our level of play San Diego State um I'm just asking this question you know are they because they're now the hunted are they as focused as they once were and I'm just I don't know if you guys saw this or not Lamont Butler he seems like a great kid um his dad seems to do a lot of social media for his kid which by the way I think is awesome but he um he has something now called the buzzer beater smoothie do you know about this? No. The, so I guess he's done a deal with a, one of these smoothie places called Nectar, N-E-K-T-A-R, T-E-R, Nectar Juice Bar. And listen, now that you can go out and sell your name, image, and license, do what you can do to make as much money as you can. I don't know if Lamont Butler's an NBA player. I'm going to say I kind of doubt it. Mm. Right? I mean, I don't mm. I don't know these. He ain't Steph Curry. Okay. Well, no, of course not. I mean, he, but nobody's saying to, Hey, like this guy, he shoots the ball like crazy. He can shoot from all over the place. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't mean to be like knocking the kid, not at all, 
but but I don't know that he's an NBA player. He may have a, a, a professional basketball career. He will make money playing basketball, yes. Right, but he may not be an NBA player necessarily. Correct. So while you're in college, and now that the rules allow, take advantage, bro. Make as much money as you can, okay? And I see that Lamont Butler, the dad, who does a great job of publicizing his kid, he put out this video. Hey, uh, Lamont Butler had a great turnout at his butter buzzer beater smoothie launch. And they show him getting out of a really nice car and they show him going into this juice bar and they show people that have, you know, showed up and, and I guess lined up and there's um, inside the place, there's like, um, you know, signage that says, Hey, it's the buzzer beater smoothie. And it's, it's smart. It's super smart for, for the kid, for the, for the smoothie place. All I'm asking is this though, have you started to focus on things other than look, the I'm just asking. There's, a, there's an old saying, man. Tell it's me. The main thing, the main thing. That's it. You wouldn't be getting the buzzer beater smoothie if you didn't put the work in and hit the buzzer beater. So I just think that in, in these times that we live in, it's very important for these kids to maintain that the main thing, to keep it the main thing. These other things around you, the NIL, the NIL money, the commercials, the you know, you'll get all these things by performing, especially for male athletes. You have to perform to receive the benefits, the fruits of, say, your labor. And so he was 0 for 5 last night. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, listen, I don't mean, I'm not trying to knock the kid. I think, you know, listen, I'm not he, will, he, will he will live in San Diego, uh, San Diego State and really in San Diego sports history. He will live forever. I'll Lamont do you better. He yeah. will be tournament history forever no doubt i mean the sh the buzzer beater shot to move san diego state into the national championship game will will you may see that for the next 20 years uh on one shining moment uh, or you know other uh, that's probably not a good example but other like highlights of of tournament history you might see mm -hmm. that forever and the kid should make as much money as he can off of it but you got to focus and i'm not saying he's not but performance isn't quite the same yet all right stick around we got a lot more to get to. Gosh, this has been a weird day. We're talking a lot of sports already and sandwiches. Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, guys. Hey, give me one minute here just to mention a couple more of our great partners. And again, I'm going to keep mentioning this. Next week, we will have an announcement of a new partnership with a locally based San Diego company that has international reach. You want their products. You need their products. We're going to help you save a ton of money on their products. And we're all going to have a great time together. It's going to be a win-win-win. For all parties involved but that's coming next week short term though today let me talk about mountain trust realty services my man gary cooper 858-376-1299 if you want to talk to gary a professional about buying a house in this environment let's talk about it because there's not a lot of houses available prices are very high interest rates are very high but if you can get in now and you don't have the cash necessarily let's say to put down a lot of money if you can get in now and gary's got programs you don't need a lot of cash if you can get in today, and then as the rates progressively come down, as they're predicted to do, um, that mortgage is going to be a lot less expensive as the as the years go on. So let's talk about getting into home ownership now. Let's talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. One other quick mention, our people at Prize Picks yet again. Download that Prize Picks app because I've had people come up to me and they go, I love hearing you, Browner and Alex, talk about your Prize Picks. And I say, hey, do you play? And they go, no. <laughs> then why do you like listening to us talk about it? I don't know. I find it interesting that you guys play this game. Get involved in the game. Us, 7 million other people, we're all playing. Download the Prize Picks app. Use our code, Great Friends. 
you are going to get a 100% deposit match. So when you put in $100, they put in $100, and now you got $200, and now you're playing and you're having a great time. So have fun. It's going to elevate the way you watch sports. Download the Prize Picks app and get in the game with the three of us, and let's all play Prize Picks. And if you've got really good suggestions, send them to me on Twitter because I'm not doing so great all of a sudden. I've gone ice cold again. Download that Prize Picks app. You can deposit money with your Apple Pay on your phone. It makes it really, really easy. Prize Picks. Um, last thing, our website kaplanandcrew.com. Make sure you hit our website. And here's why, because you can buy our merch, which again, I tell you this all the time. We don't make money off the merch. I mean, a couple bucks here and there. I think I got $15 last month on merch. Okay. Put it, buy the merch so you can rock the gear, rock the gear makes you a brand ambassador and helps grow the show. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, or you're listening on podcast right now, you're the people we need desperately to help us grow the show. So go to kaplanandcrew.com, hit the merch shop, check us out. Let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are watching on YouTube today, you can see that I'm playing L.A. Cap this week. And I'm in the uh, L.A. studios in downtown L.A. Browner, how about this last night uh, as we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios? I went to a, an L.A. Kings hockey game last night. Whoa. Yep, that's right. That's right. Uh, the Kings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's funny you ask because <laughs> I did not watch very much of the game. <laughs> um, I was there like entertaining some uh, some client types. And uh, and and I just I would say I sat down in a seat and watched about uh, two minutes of the game. And I watched probably another two minutes of the game inside the suite looking at a television monitor but really wasn't watching and paying attention not at all as a matter cool. of fact yeah as a matter of fact so uh, can you can you here's a here's a trivia can you name one blue jacket no well dude i can't name one king no, no i mean i can't name a king i couldn't tell you who the coach is i couldn't tell you who the players are nothing i couldn't listen no the answer is no on both sides nice right? little who he played for yeah and but i'll tell you one thing about hockey fans and it's always been this way Hockey fans are like a cult unto themselves and, and granted LA has 12 million people in it. So putting 17,000 into crypto.com last night, probably not that difficult really. When you think about the number of people that you can draw from um, place is jam packed though, jam packed. But the difference between like a Laker game and a Kings game, like when a Laker game lets out, dude, it's mayhem on the streets. Okay. <laughs> when, when a Kings game gets out, it's very calm peaceful you know as everybody's on their way back to their car you know it's uh it, it's not loud in the hotel on the streets <laughs> after a king's game after a lakers game man music be bumping for hours after a laker game so um yeah i was there last night in la king's game don't know who the coach is don't know who any of the players are uh but but what but hockey in person is fun i will admit that for the it is that for four minutes i watched it was it was fun that's true i've taken i took in a hockey game this year Oh yeah, what what games you taking? Uh, cracking against the Blackhawks up in Seattle. Oh really? Yeah, 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 man. It was fast. That that they remodeled the Key Arena, man. It looks fantastic. It was really, it was really nice. Um, but I will tell you this: it's hard to see. And I had great seats. It's hard to see. It's fast. You can't see the puck. You don't know they score until they score. Like, I, it it's cool. 
I would rather watch a basketball game. Like if I, I had I don't, the seats I, I had at a basketball yeah. game, I'd have been thrilled. I don't have any problem seeing the puck. I don't have any problem seeing who scored. I I feel like I know hockey very well. I grew up around the game, going yeah, to lots of games, watching lots of games on TV. I'm just I haven't been into it for a long time. So I'm trying as a sports fan, I'm trying, especially after football season, I'm trying to pick up something new. Like I'm jealous that Alex is an F1 fan, that he's a soccer fan, that he's now a fan of rugby. Like he's got other things, not just football and baseball. And so I'm trying to get involved in hockey. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to commit myself right now. By tomorrow, by tomorrow, I will know the coach's name of the Kings. And I will be able to tell you who the top three players are on the LA Kings. I'm going to do my research tonight. You know, although I've been busy because last night when I got back to my hotel room, I've, I've been watching this series on HBO now. Um, it's called True Detective. Have you ever seen this? Finished it. Oh, you finished this season? Finished it. Bro, I'm on I'm on episode three and it got late last night. I was watching it on my computer and I fell asleep. So I, I have to go back and like rewatch like half of, of episode three. But, dude, if, if for those of you that are listening and watching, if you've not heard or seen this show. Jody Foster is this cop in this little town in Alaska and there's no sunlight because it's like dark in this period of the year. So mm-hmm. they actually start the whole series with, this is the last sunset of the year. And um, I'm having a hard time watching it because it's freaking so dark and so cold that as a viewer, I'm like, I don't know how anybody could live in that amount of darkness, you know, like if you told me, Hey, you're going to have to go live in Seattle for a year and it's going to rain 270 days in that year. I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds miserable. That sounds horrible. I mean, I don't even like it when it rains in San Diego and LA. Okay. But the darkness of, of Alaska, and I don't even know how long that lasts in real life between the snow the cold and the darkness, bro. I'm having a hard time watching it. See, I didn't have that big of an issue with the temperature because I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. I can watch people be cold all the time under a blanket. I would say that I thought that these, I thought because I didn't see the first season of True Detective I and mean, everybody said it was great. Uh, this was the Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson yes. season. Yeah. Yes. That's the one that kind of catapulted him to this one. Mm-hmm. And the other two aren't apparently that good. This mm-hmm. one, I found this one to be very fantastic. I found it to be very engaging. I found it to be very well written. There was only one episode. I was like, what are we doing here? Which one? The, the fifth one. Okay. Okay. So now here's the thing. I've been told that episode five is like the most spectacular episode of television like the reviews that I've heard from friends that have gotten me into it. They're like, wait till you get to episode five, dude. It's the most spectacular thing you've ever seen. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm trying to work my way there. I will listen. Dude. All I know is episode two. There's five dudes that are dead. I don't mean to blow the story for everybody. And they're butt naked. And every guy has a look on his face like this. For those of you that are listening, I was screaming. Like I was screaming. Ah! So five naked dudes all in like this ice block. And they decide that they're going to take this ice block from wherever this happened out in real life. And they need Mm -hmm. to store it somewhere, somewhere where it's going to thaw essentially. And they put it in the middle of an ice skating rink in the town. 
and right. and they keep showing it to you and there's five naked dudes balls and the whole thing like hanging out you know did you what did that bother you no it's just like i mean the whole thing of like a bunch of naked guys all over each other with these screams on their faces i was just like this is like what's going on here like what exactly is happening and now i'm at that point where they're like well there's only five naked dudes that means there was another dude and he's not here so he must be out there somewhere we got to find this other dude right yeah so that's where i'm at i'm, I'm watching this series now so so i i would, I, I, I would recommend you finish it i'm gonna finish it oh it's only six I, episodes i'm gonna finish it i didn't like five i thought six was spectacular so it, it's people you say felt about five i felt that way about six okay I, I didn't mind how it ended it a lot of people didn't have a, had a problem with how it ended okay so I'm interested to see what you think. It's making me nervous. Like watching this show between the darkness, the cold, and the storyline, it's making me like like bite my fingernails. Like while I'm watching this thing, on the computer. Well, I was. I mean, on my uh, on my TV. The first two episodes okay. I saw on Monday night on my TV, and last night I was watching episode three on my computer. And I was like laying in bed, and I had the pillow on top of my chest, and then I had the computer on top of the pillow, and you know, I was just, I don't know. I'm going to actually watch it on my phone. I don't I don't care. I don't need a big screen. I just want to follow the story. I don't really the picture actually makes me uncomfortable just because of the cold and the dark. So, I could never live like that, dude. Could never live like that. I true detective, watch it. That's okay. All, I'm gonna say. all right, let me do this. I want to get into a, a totally different direction here in just a second, but before I do, let me talk about prize picks for one quick second. I had a guy come up to me and he said, I love listening to you, Grande, and Brown Man talk about your prize picks. And I thought to myself, well, is that because you play prize picks? I mean, wouldn't that stand to reason? Like, right? I mean, if you if you like listening to us talk about prize picks, probably because you play. So maybe you're following along. So he said to me, he goes, No, actually, I don't I don't play at all. He goes, In fact, I've not even downloaded the app yet. And I said, Well, then why do you like listening to us talk about it? He's like, I don't know. I find it interesting. You guys are going through different players. Are they going to score more points? Are they going to score less points? You know, basketball guys, hockey guys during football season, we were all over it. He's like, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I go, well, then why don't you just download the app, bro? And that's what I would say to everybody else. Download the prize picks app. Okay. And then use our code, great friends. And what prize picks will do is they will match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred dollars. So if you put in a hundred bucks, they put in a hundred bucks. You have 200 bucks. You're in the game. There's me, Browner, Grande, and there are 7 million people playing on prize picks. And let me tell you something. Um, it was football for me. I was all football all the time. Then I was secondarily, I was NBA basketball. Right now, while the NBA is in its all-star break, Brown, NHL is the first category. Soccer is the second category. College basketball is up there. But I'm looking at things like, I can't believe I'm doing this, League of Legends. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know how to find it on a channel. I don't know if that's a YouTube thing, if that's like one of these Twitch things. Legal, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. Like, I literally do not know how to view League of Legends, which is a video game thing. I don't know how to view it, but I know that you can play it. And I'll give you something else. Um, I'm looking at uh, darts. Okay, darts, right? So I would never play darts. I don't know where to watch darts. I don't know anybody who throws darts. Okay. But Alex told us about this kid who's 17 years old and his name is Luke Littler. 
And apparently he's like the greatest dart thrower on the planet. So two weeks ago, I played Luke Littler and I won. So now I'm back to darts. And in darts, there's 180 throws. There's three dart average. There's total. I mean, you can play anything on this. There's another video game called Val. I, I don't even know what Val stands for, but let me listen, 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 listen. Let me let me help all our prospect people because now I don't even know where in the world what's happening to you right now. Okay. If you're on prize picks, okay, you have until I think Thursday to figure this part out. But when the NBA season returns, oh, tomorrow, when the NBA season returns, you have 30 hours to go to the NBA season two, meaning second half of the season. Okay, I'm there right now. Jokic. Right. Second half of the season, 30-point games, 0.5. That's a lock. Wait a second. So this is is, um, 27 games remaining in the schedule. Right. What is what is the play here? How many times will he score more than more or less than 30 points? Okay, so you so at point five, you obviously play more. Correct. And he's and he's to, they come back tomorrow. So you know what I'm gonna do right now? I'm right. gonna take Jokic, I'm gonna put him together with the dart kid because he plays he darts tomorrow. And I'm gonna play him for more than three and a half 180 throws. Um I'm gonna put those two two plays together and I'm gonna put 20 bucks on it. And it's a uh, three to one play. I just ma- I just made the play right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, Uh-oh. that didn't go through. I- All right, I'm going to make that play. I already just did it. Okay, got it. Um, prize picks. I know there's so much in there. I mean, the thing is, is that I thought it was football and basketball. Can't wait for baseball. But now I'm all in on darts and Jokic. I mean, triple I'm t- doubles, double doubles, like everything is in here. This is crazy. I know. Oh, the second season. I'm so glad you pointed this out to me. I didn't even know it. Hey, here's something. How about this one for baseball? Shohei Otani, um, 38 and a half home runs, more or less. Juan Soto, 35 and a half home runs, more or less. I mean, these, these are interesting. I, I should find. Uh, I already see. have my home run. I have mine already. I, ha- I I did my entry a while ago. A nice little, I got a couple of units on this one for home runs. I got Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Kyle Schwerber, uh, Corbin Carroll, and Rush, I don't even know this last guy. But I'm taking this one. I'm I'm taking Messi and a hockey player named Austin Matthews today to score more than one and a half goals combined. So I'm putting that one together too. Okay. Yeah, I know. I love it, man. Prize picks. Go to the prize picks app in the app store, download it, uh, get an account, and use our code great friends and uh get yourself in the game because they match your first deposit 100 percent up to 100 bucks, and you can use Apple Pay to to get in. So I know prize picks. The people from prize picks are going to watch this and they're going to go, you guys are out of your minds. Like we literally ask you guys to do a 60 second spot. That's it. And you guys have just talked about prize picks for like four minutes because you guys are totally consumed and obsessed with prize picks. Yes, we are. We Look like what you guys it. have done to us. Look what you've done. Listen, we've, right. been, we've been, we've been feasting the gamble in the state of California for a long time, legally above board. They just helped us out. They just helped oh, yeah. us out. Cause people ask me all the time, like, how's it legal? It's like, dude, it's daily fantasy. That's how. Like, well, what is that? I, I do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But it works. All right. Let me go into a completely different story here this afternoon. Do you, you know who a uh, former NBA basketball player is uh, Matt Barnes? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard what happened to Matt Barnes? Which time? Well, like most recently, you know, he got fired. He was the Sacramento Kings studio analyst on NBC Sports California. I'm aware of this, yes. And I'm he got fired. He got fired. Do you want did you for, hear about 
Okay, listen to this. I'm going to read to you from the LA Times. Listen to this. Former UCLA and NBA forward Matt Barnes was reportedly dropped as a Sacramento Kings studio analyst by NBC Sports California. And by the way, anybody who's listening right now going, why are you talking to me about Matt Barnes? What do I care? Just hold on, because this is not a story about Matt Barnes exclusively. This is a story about crazy parents when it comes to your kids playing sports. Matt Barnes was dropped by NBC Sports California nearly three weeks after he yelled at officials and confronted a student broadcaster from Studio City's Harvard-Westlake School during a high school boys basketball game at Encino Crespi High, okay? Barnes became irate after an official called a technical foul on one of his two twin sons who play for Crespi. Video posted on the social on social media shows Barnes putting his right hand on the shoulder of Harvard Westlake student Jake Lancer who is broadcasting the game. Barnes and Lancer exchanged words before adults intervened. You're a 43-year-old grown man who is famous for having been an NBA player, a UCLA player, and doesn't he have like a super popular podcast? All the smoke, yeah. So you're famous. And you're going to get into a verbal confrontation at a high school basketball game with the student broadcaster of the opposing team? Are you out your damn mind? And I understand that Matt Barnes' sons are supposed to be like really good ball players, But, brother, yelling and screaming at a referee is one thing, and it's bad enough knowing that you're famous and people might be videotaping you at any time. But to to get into a confrontation with a student broadcaster and then actually put your hand on him, which, according to the reports, it wasn't like it was violent. It was just he touched him. So... Um, here's what Matt Barnes said. He said, um, I yell at referees. I've been yelling at referees my entire college career, my 15 year NBA career. I coach an AAU team in the summer. I've got high school boys. I have a five-year-old coming down the pipeline. So I'm going to be doing a lot of yelling at refs. Maybe you should, maybe you should check yourself a little bit on the yelling at refs. Now he says, and this is a quote, this particular incident, I will say my one mistake was putting my hand on the kid's shoulder. A lot of people want to say, I grabbed this kid. I literally put my hand on the kid's shoulder because it was almost like I was talking to my son. So he and I had a little back and forth. And obviously for touching him, I was wrong, but I just didn't like the disrespect that came with the entitlement where they felt that they could say something to me. Who who's being disrespectful to who and who's being, who's being entitled. Let me, let me, okay. This is going to be very hard for me to remain calm during this situation matt barnes is a shown himself to be well-spoken because he's a host of a podcast i don't necessarily think he's a great interviewer but what they do for that particular podcast it works for them so mm-hmm. hats off to him as a as a father at your child's game don't be that dad don't and it it, it makes it worse that you are a former NBA player. Right. So you should have a better understanding that refs make bad calls. Well, how about also being a, a broadcaster and you're talking to a student broadcaster? I mean, come on, you're, man. You, you're, you're talking to a student broadcaster while they're broadcasting the game, bro. Like, Yeah, I don't know some, if this was at a timeout or what. I really don't know. Point, at some point, you gotta, you're the adult, okay? 
you should be more focused on why is your son receiving a technical foul? Because a technical foul is unsportsmanlike conduct. And if that's how you want, that's how you teach your kids to hoop, that's one thing. But for you to be more now turning your attention towards a referee and your explanation is, well, I've been yelling at refs my whole career. Bro, that don't make it right. It makes it look like the reason why you bounce from team to team to team because you can't control your emotions. Not to mention there is a history in his in his life and his background yes. of some other stuff that has happened, which of which course you know, also, we don't need to talk about here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert what, in it, but I mean, it, it's, it's addressed I, in the article here that he was arrested at one time back in 2010 for alleged violence, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, it's just, I mean, Dude, what, I, I just want, I just, I just wish people like Matt Barnes would understand that you are a great father to your children because you are present in their life. But that doesn't mean that you get to then act in ways that, that, that hurt you being there. And I don't know what the kid, the broadcaster said to Matt Barnes. It doesn't matter. I, but the, it, but the kid said, matter. The, the kid said in his uh, tweet, he said, last comment on the situation last night, I want to make it very clear that I never told Matt Barnes to shut up or anything close to that. He came up to me. All I wanted to do in the moment was get back to announcing the championship game. I'm not saying I believe the kid over the adult. All I'm saying is, is that, dude, you're listen, the adult. It, it's, it's, it's hard when your kid is playing. It is hard to keep your emotions in check. It's it's harder as a the parent than it is as the player. That's what everybody says. It, I promise you it's true. In fact, you know what? Let me continue on on this story here on the other side, and then we'll we'll get into some other stuff. Um, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Me and Brown doing our thing. Grande's got a vacation week. Earned it, rightly so. Go do your thing, man. He's out at spring training. He's going to see the Padres and the Dodgers later this week. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. I'm going to pick that up. It's harder as the parent than it is as the kid. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man, and we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Happy to have everybody here. I want to talk to the YouTubers for just one quick second, really quick. YouTubers and audio podcast listeners, really quick. I know radio listeners, you're listening in on all of this too, but, but let me just tell you guys. Uh, I'm going to get back to this whole story about crazy parents at sporting events. I will get back to that in a second. I just want to give you guys a heads up. Today's Wednesday. Tuesday of this upcoming week, I'm going to have a really big announcement about a new partner on the show. And I'm just, I'll give you a little hint. I'll give you a little hint. This is a San Diego based company with a young man who um, went to San Diego State, is a huge Aztec basketball fan in particular. This guy has taken his company from San Diego and it has become internationally known. And when I explain to you what the name of the company is, you're going to immediately know who they are. You're going to know exactly why they've blown up the way they have on multiple levels. And here's the best part of it. You're going to say, I know their products. I use their products. And if you don't, you're going to then start to buy their products because we're going to get you a monster discount on their products. And then it's going to work out for everybody. Because this locally based company is going to sell more of their products to locally based people. And um, we're going to make a little piece of the pie. We're going to make a little small commission on the other end of it. Okay. And then you're all going to have these outstanding products. So um, the only reason I'm not announcing it today 
because we've already entered into the deal. The only reason I'm not mentioning it today is because I want Alex to be here, number one. And I want me, Alex, and Browner to all play models for these great products. So that's going to happen on Tuesday of this upcoming week. So today's Wednesday. Let me let me let me ask this question before we go any further on this. Uh, I put in a, a request for said new sponsor. Will that request be filled, sir, by the time we get ready to show and tell? I sent the request to the okay. gentleman. Okay. And then I received an email. Okay. That hey, your product, plural, your product. Oh, 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 more than one. Your product. Well, you ordered more than one. I did. You know, your products are on the way. Okay. So I would say that over the course of this upcoming weekend, you and I are going to get together for a handoff. Okay. And then next week, I'm going to see you rocking these products on this broadcast. Oh, yeah. Listen, y'all know I wear everything somebody give me. So I might come in here. I might wear the whole thing. I might wear all of it all at once just so people can see. That's all um, I'm saying. Well, And I'll tell you something right now. What makes me so happy about this, this announcement that we're going to make next week is, first of all, it took me a really, really, really long time to get a hold of this guy. That's one. Two, I had to incorporate the help of the Great Friends Network because somebody who's a listener knew the dude and then put us together on text. And even then it took me a long time. And the best part about it was we were on a three-way text and the, the, the great friend from the network said, hey, Scott Kaplan from Kaplan and Crew is trying to reach a dude. And the guy writes back, dude, I'm listening to them right now. So, nice. so, so he was listening to the show, but I couldn't get a hold of the guy. And then I finally got a hold of him. We spent like 30 minutes on a zoom together and he explained to me kind of the whole backstory of the company and how he founded it and how he then eventually built it and then how he sold it, but he still runs it. And then how he did, when I tell you again, you're going to know who he is. You're going to know his brand and you're going to know what he did last year that blew the company up even bigger and better than it's ever been before. And you're also going to know that Browner and I are obsessed with part of this. So it's all going to make sense to everybody here next week. But I'm just teasing it along because here's the best part. Not only is the show gaining a new partner and a new sponsor, but the discount that he is giving to our listeners is going to be so significant, so substantial that you're all going to want to buy his products through us, which is super cool. So making that announcement next week when Alex and the whole team is back and then we can all play models for you. How about that? Bro? Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. You already know. Listen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my package to drop because when it do, baby, I'm telling you right now, I ain't going to be able to tell me nothing when I'm that fresh, boy. <laughs> you already know. You I already do know. know. I do already know. Boy. I do I know. Do. You don't have to do it. but I, I Why? I like the boy. Thing. I know. But I think it's cool. When I say boy, then you say boy right afterwards. It's just. The one boy is good enough. Oh, really? Only one yeah. boy. Yeah, okay. So either you go first, either you go first, and then I won't say it, or I'll go first, and then you don't say it. But okay. We can't, well, we can do two back to back boys. We okay. Do that. All right. Well, hey, uh, let me tell you guys something. We're gonna we're gonna make this announcement next week. It's gonna be super cool, and uh, and you guys are gonna love it. So, all right. Anyway, let me get back to where we were. For those of you that are just joining us, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. Grande's on vacay. Me and Brown in the house. So we were talking about this guy, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is a former NBA player. He's a former UCLA basketball player. He was working as a studio analyst for the Sacramento Kings for NBC, California. They fired him. 
Matt Barnes has these two sons who are apparently like big high school basketball stars, but they're young players. They're not like seniors in high school. They're younger guys. And his high school, Crespi High School, which is where his kids go, apparently, were playing against the school, Harvard-Westlake. And these are, you know, big brand name schools and, you know, private school, one of them. And, and you know, I, I'm not a, an expert on L.A. County basketball, but these are name brands. One of his kids, one of his two twin boys gets a technical foul in the game. And Barnes is going off, apparently, according to the reports on the referee. And then somehow, some way, the student broadcaster from the other school somehow has some interaction with Barnes. And Barnes comes and gets in the kid's face and puts his hand on the student broadcaster. According to Barnes, put his hand on his shoulder in a very fatherly sort of way. But, bro, you're putting your hands on somebody else's kid. And he said, exactly. And he said, I was trying to, I was talking to him almost as if I was talking to one of my own sons, but that's not one of your own sons. Okay. And as a former player and as a current broadcaster to put your hands on a kid, who's a student broadcaster, you just can't do it. You, you just cannot do it. And it's hard. It, it is hard when you're a parent and you're watching your kid Brown. I'll give you an example. Please do my, my son. Watching my son play his college football career. Well, let me, well, but before you get to that, let me ask yeah. you a different question. Uh -huh. You have a you have a daughter who played high level soccer. You have a yep. son who played obviously collegiate football, many different stops. Mm -hmm. Which one was it harder to watch? My son, by far. Okay. My here's why. I'll be honest. A, I thought my daughter was better at her game than he was at his game. B, I couldn't really do anything to help her but I felt like I could do something to help my son. Probably the same way Matt Barnes feels about his sons. Like I was a good ball player. I played at UCLA. I played in the NBA. I could be out there helping them. But me and me, I, Hey, I played high level college football. My son's playing D two. I feel like I could help him, but there's nothing I can do. I'm helpless. I'm sitting up here watching my son play football in college. Even high school was legitimately agonizing. There was never, never any pleasure. Never. I never sat in the stands what? and watched my, I swear what? to you, I I never sat in the stands or watched on streaming. I never watched my son play a game and thought, this is so much fun. Gosh, I love this. I literally agonized every time he stepped out onto the field because it's, it's not just him. It's everybody else has to make, has to do their part. This guy's got to snap it. This guy's got to hold it. These guys got to block. He's got to kick it. He's got to make it, et cetera. Et cetera. It was, I swear. Parents, you guys are listening right now. You guys are watching. Do you know what I'm talking about? For me, as a former college kicker watching my son play college football, it was agonizing watching him play. Watching my daughter play soccer was the highlight of my life. I loved it. I could sit there and watch and cheer and, and scream encouragement and sometimes bark at referees. And, and by the way, was told by referees a couple times. Not, not a lot. Hey quiet down over there. I, one of the moms was sitting next to me one time referee kicked her out. Get out of here, lady. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, it's her, man. She got to shut Get the hell up. Shut her up, man. Um, Do you know that lady? Of course I knew her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's agonizing at times. Now for Matt Barnes to yell at a referee and then say to everybody, well, I've been yelling at referees my whole life. I yell at referees when I was a player. I yelled at referees when I, and I got another kid coming up. I'm yelling at referees for a long ass time. Dude, you're a former NBA player. People are watching you. Mm -hmm. People know who your kids are. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you, I'm not saying LeBron James hasn't yelled at referees. I'm just saying that there's no sure videos of it. 
right. There's no videos of him putting his hands on a student broadcaster to say, I'm LeBron. Watch how you speak to me. Because that's what Matt Barnes said. He's like, the disrespect and the entitlement from the kid. But what about you, well, dude? Thank, and thank you. I was you, you, you beat me to the punch. That's what I was about to say. Because how many other parents would have been allowed to behave in the way Matt Barnes behaved and not be thrown out? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm that kid's father who put you put your hands on, I'm going to send the cops to come get you. Because to me, I would never put my hands on another person's kid. I just won't do it. I go, hey, whose kid is this? And figure it out that way. And then I'm going to go talk to whomever this parent is. But you don't put your hands on someone else's child unless someone is in immediate danger. In this particular situation, Matt, it, it feels like Matt Barnes's ego got the best of him. This kid doesn't care about who you are. You're Matt Barnes. You're not Michael Jordan, bruh. Like, let's, let's, let's be real about it. some of these kids. This clout for him. Now he gets to respond about how Matt Barnes put his hands on him. So you, you would think after all this time, these guys would understand, I don't even know that kid's name. And it, so therefore, Matt, ba Matt Barnes, you lost a job because, or you're on pause at a job because I thought he's fired. But no, it looks like they listen. The reports are that they let him go. So if you you are willing to lose your job, a way to kind of make sure your kids can continue to have some extra money because he made a decent amount of money in his playing career and his podcast does very well. So I don't think he's hurting for money, mm -hmm. but you don't want to lose a job over something that's silly. That's what this is. It's just negative publicity. Yeah, right. It's, it's and by the way, it's negative publicity. But you know what? For his podcast, probably probably great because now people are going to tune in. They're going to want to hear him talk about it. I mean, that'd just be a guess. But here's the thing: when you're a parent and you're watching your kid play, and 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 you're deeply deeply invested, um, it can just be so hard. Listen, I, I was reading a story today about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' son, Charlie Woods. Have you heard about him? You know, he's very good. Yeah, he's going to be. I'm, I'm going to pull the story up here real quick. Um, Charlie Woods is going to be playing in some uh, event and, you know, listen, I'm sure Tiger Woods would love to see his son, um, you know, get a chance to pick up where Tiger left off. Here's the story right here. Charlie Woods, the son of 15 time major champion Tiger Woods will compete in a pre-qualifier event as he bids to secure a place in the PGA tours cognizant classic next week in Palm Beach gardens. And he's 15 years old, you know, and if you're Tiger, you know, you're, you've, You've had your son with you at the Masters. People have seen him grow up. They've seen him dress just like you. They've seen him swing just like you. And if you're Tiger, like most parents, it kind of, you you want your kid to live out their dreams. But if their dreams is following in your footsteps, awesome. I saw a guy the other day. Uh, I'll give him a shout out. A, a, a musician from San Diego. His name is Donovan Frankenrider. Donovan, for those of you that know Donovan, dude, Browner, this guy plays guitar in one of the most unique styles you've ever seen. And I've seen Donovan perform 20 times. Guy's amazing. Tra travels all over the world performing. He had a video the other day of his son, who I think is a pro surfer, who was on stage jamming with him, you know? And so, like, Tiger Woods wants Charlie Woods to be a good golfer. My man Donovan Frankenreiter wants his son to be capable of playing guitar with him. LeBron James, you know this story is brewing. This story is waiting to happen. LeBron James is, I promise you, this is what's going to happen, is going to leverage his future with the Lakers by forcing the Lakers to draft Bronny James. 
Bronny James might be an up-and-coming basketball player at USC like two or three years from now, but you can look at the stats yourself and find out he is not the best player on their team, and he is not an NBA talent today. I'm no scout, but I'm just here to tell you, right? And you know what's going to happen? The Lakers are going to wind up drafting Bronny James, whatever number it is, 20, 21, whatever, because that's what LeBron wants them to do. And that's what they're going to do. Because <laughs> people, people want to live their lives from a sports perspective in particular through their kids. This is not, no, I'm not telling you people you, right, things you don't know. Movie. You guys know this. It's actually We're got at- me thinking to myself, if LeBron wants to play with Bronny and my man Donovan wants to play guitar on stage with his kid and, and Matt Barnes is losing his mind over his kids, like my son has finally been asking me for help. And you know what he's asking me for help with? What? I can't believe he's doing this and I can't believe I'm helping him. He wants to get into the media business. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, do you want to get into because I, I watched, you know, listen, Ian Eagle helped his son, Noah Eagle. Noah Eagle's a talented young fella. Don't get me wrong. But let me tell you something. Chris Collinsworth's son is on those NBC broadcasts and he's terrible. True. OK, Phil Sims's sons, they're in broadcasting and they've had to work hard to get to where they are. And they had decent careers. Decent. You know, um, so, you know, parents are always helping their kid, especially when their kid wants to follow in their footsteps. And now I don't know if my son wants to be on the air, but I know he wants to get into media and sales. And I'm like, oh, my God, why am I letting him do this? Because I've been telling him forever not to do this. And now he feels like it's part of his DNA and he wants to do it. So now I got to help. Right. Don't I? Absolutely. You have to help. Okay. It's your responsibility to help. And this is the one thing that this is the one thing about you that I've always I mean, it's going to sound weird, but. I've always been very proud of you as a as a spectator, as a father, because you have always been able to be a part of your kid's life and help them to the, and help them to the next stage. And I think that's the part of the development that people oftentimes forget about as your kids get older and they go from stage to stage to stage. They still need you. And what I've always seen you be is a part of each stage as it transforms, which could be the hardest thing to do. And if this is something that he now chooses to do after you've told him repeatedly, don't do it, that means that he's seen you do it and he has such a level of respect for watching you do it that he knows if I can do it in the way that he's done it, it's going to be okay. And that's all you really want for your kids, man. And so that, to me, as much as a headache, because like I know you in a sense that <laughs> this isn't helping you. It's more it's more stressful for you Dude, to it's be like, helping him. Right. This is like it, watching him kick again. No doubt. All no doubt. over again. No doubt. Listen, he he had a job inter- he he had this job interview with a company where I know the CEO who happens to live in Del Mar, but the company has a job posting in Pittsburgh and he's too junior for the job. And I'm helping him get the job interview. And I'm like, hey, look, just I don't know if he's the right guy for it. Just, you know, can you interview the guy? Great. Then now he's going to this sports radio station in Pittsburgh um, where he's interviewing for, uh, you know, a sales position. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's going to get into radio and into broadcasting and into sales. And I'm like, all right. I mean, if that's kind of, but he actually wrote a letter to the guy who um, who he's, he's talking to. And it's actually this lady. And he's like, you know what? I just grew up with it in my whole life. I mean, I got the chance to be in the broadcast booth with Jim Nance at Torrey Pines. I got the chance to be in the broadcast booth with Kevin Harlan at Qualcomm Stadium. I watched my dad my whole life. It's part of what I am. And, and that this all gets back to Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, I understand wanting to help your kids, protect your kids, yell at a referee when your kid gets a technical foul. 
But, bro, whether you're Tiger Woods who wants to see Charlie Woods be the next great golfer or you're LeBron James who wants to play with Bronny James or whatever, the one thing you cannot do is you cannot go put your hands, I don't care what you say, you cannot go put your hands on somebody else's kid. Even if you sure. you give us this nonsense of you were talking to him like you were a father figure. And by the way, this idea that Bronny is an NBA player or not an NBA player, it doesn't matter. Right. He's Wherever, playing in the NBA no matter what. He's, he's going to get taken. And yep. the, the, and the, the part about this, and unfortunately for Bronny, because Bronny seems like a cool kid, man. Yeah, he, he does. He seems like a cool kid. He understands it. He gets it. And that's how he moves. But then what's going to happen? Bronny, you going to make him, hey, he got to play five minutes a game? You got to play 10 minutes a game? You got to be a starter? Well, like, how about this? What What if somebody drafts him before the Lakers do? Because they think that by drafting him, maybe LeBron would would exit his contract with the Lakers and come play with them. I I hope, just for the sake of it. Yeah, just, me too. Just me for too. the sake of it. <laughs> just a, a team that no one wants. Like, I can't think off the top Go of my head. Go to Orlando. Just some terrible <laughs> team that's in the dumps, that's never won anything. You, Indiana, you draft them. Yeah. In, the Indiana Pacers draft them. You think right. Bron moving to Indiana? Yeah. You think how, he's taking that show on the road? Hey, LeBron, you said you wanted to play with Bronny. He's now, you know, he's now, we we, we got his rights. You want to go play for the Wizards, Bron? How that's how that sound for you, you know, 2024, 25 season? LeBron James and the Wizards. Yeah. No, bro. No. Look, whoever, whoever gets the first pick, take them. Yeah. <laughs> this draft ain't that good. This draft ain't that good. Hey, Detroit, y'all lost 26 games in a row last year. Take them. Yeah. Take them. All right, well, uh, I'm going to call that our highlight of the day. Highlight of the day presented by Tory Holistics and California Holistics. If you use our code BETTERBUD, you save 20% at Tory and California. Listen, there are a lot of places in San Diego now where you can buy cannabis products. You can buy them for pain management. You can buy them for you know uh, relief of, of whatever anxiety things you might be dealing with. You could buy you know uh, vapes. You could buy flour. You could buy gummies. There's lots of different ways to take cannabis products now. Um, and there are a lot of places to buy them. But the place that we are partners with for four years now is Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Tory's in Sorrento Valley. California Holistics is in Chula Vista. Um, we got got new stores opening up. I mean, if you've ever been to Mammoth, you know about Ma Mammoth Holistics. And uh, and we got some some new places coming up here soon. So um, check them out. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. The code is better, bud. You can use the uh, you can use the code that's on the screen right now, the QR code for home delivery. And you can put in better, bud, at the end when you're buying. And you'll still save that 20%. So Tory Holistics and California Holistics, we appreciate you guys always. And uh, next week, we'll probably bring Charlie on their chief marketing officer because he told me yesterday he's got this one company that he wants to hype on the podcast. So we'll do that next week. All right, listen, radio listeners, stick around. Because coming up, for those of you that are just joining us on radio, um, we got destroyed yesterday <laughs> by a bunch of very angry Padre fans Ooh. on Facebook. And we'll explain what happened coming up. Uh, for those of you that are with us on podcast, on YouTube and audio podcast, we're going to go get uncensored. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hang with us, everybody. Let's get to the uncensored portion of today's podcast here on Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody. Time to get uncensored all up in this biatch. Do it. Dude, I love that you're wearing that Kaplan and Crew hoodie, by the way. What to do? Well, I just, I, everybody seems to love those. Let me see if you put your, there you go. Everybody really seems to love those, dude. Um, you can get them on kaplanandcrew.com. I still, Browner, honestly, I got to get back to Captain Troy. I, I'm going to do this right here. I don't care, man. So I originally was having um, the uh, cruise that we said we're going to do. 
But and listen, just by side note, is anybody following all the crazy ass wildlife that is happening off the shore of San Diego? Have you seen the number of orcas, these killer whales that are off the shore, jumping out of the water, munching on dolphins and stuff like that? It's like National Geographic is literally happening off the coast of San Diego. And when I was down in Mexico last week, without I'm talking no bullshit here. Every day I sat on the beach and watched whales. And what you can do is you can see psh, psh, they spout, right? And then all of a sudden, big fucking giant whale right out of the water, dude. Water's here. Whale comes right out of the water. Boom, breaches. It's amazing. And I was watching it from shore. And it was, I don't know how many hundreds of yards out into the water it was. Watching the number of whales that are, I don't know where these, I don't know where they're going, migrating. I don't know where they're going south, north. I don't know what the hell they're doing, man. Whales everywhere. So we got to get back out on the Yacht America. And I know everybody's kind of bothering, I say, everybody's up my ass about it. Like, when are we doing this thing? So I originally had it on March 20, on uh, March 16th. That I can't do. Then I, I was looking at March 23rd. I can't do that date. Um, I don't know. Could we maybe do like March 30th? Saturday, March 30th. What do you think about that date? What is, what is March the 30th? Let me go. Let's see. March the 30th is a Saturday. Uh, is that the Good Friday? Is the day before Easter, my friend? It is? Yes. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. It's the day before Easter. Uh, let's see here. Um, hmm. I'm going to try... I'm going to try on the 30th. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't celebrate Easter, so I'm good either way. Let me try on the 30th. I'm, I'm going to, all right, here's captain. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to see, I'm going to see how he thinks about March. What do you guys think about March 30th? Uh, everybody in the YouTube chat, let me know, uh, or, or hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Let me know what you guys think. March 30th, the day before Easter. I kind of like that date. Makes sense. It sounds good. I mean, I kind of like it. I do. I mean, we got to do it. I'm so excited to do it. I really, really, really want to do it. Oh, by the way, somebody is po Oh my, somebody is sending me a picture of this whole Matt Barnes thing. And they've got a picture of him and the, the broadcaster, the kid is sitting there and Barnes walks up to the kid and the kid is sitting at the broadcast booth and the kid is like, has his hands up like this and Barnes is holding onto his shoulder. Um, wow. This is not, oh man. Wow. I got to find video. I got to find video of this. I mean, I had just read the story earlier Again, today. It, 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 you're not that tough, buddy. You're not that tough. Well, and you, some people don't solve their problem with their hands. Some, well, you figure you can intimidate a, a kid, you know, kids got parents, kids got parents, man. Kids got families, got family. I the shit about this that bothers me the most is that Matt Barnes is a known person for losing his temper. And the presence of your children in a public setting, do you think that's the proper way for you to behave a professional? And not only a professional athlete, but a professional from the sense of a public figure. What if HBO, what if Showtime, and the people at Showtime see this and go, you know what? That's not a good look for us either. We gonna there's ball. there's there's video. It's a it's a short video, bro. It's like three seconds long. It's from across the court, and they can mm -hmm. you can see the kid is like this, and Barnes has his hand on the kid's shoulder, and there's this lady standing up right behind him, like, hey man, like hey, take your hands off of him. And there's a guy in front of him going, excuse me, like can, like this is really re now that I'm seeing the video, 
after we talked about worse. the story? It looks worse. And that, that's the problem, man. That's the problem. Everybody has video now. So you can say, oh, I just I just politely everybody has video. If it happened publicly, and because you're Matt Barnes, this doubles. It has ramifications, it has ripple effect. So again, if the people at Showtime who help him, who basically produce the all the smoke podcast, who cut the checks, if they see this and then they begin to get backlash for it, he's done. They'll just replace him with Boogie Cousins. Like, this isn't that hard for them. That they gave you a they gave you a job talking, and now because you've made that show popular, you do you think you could just you get away with this? I don't I, think so. I don't know, man. But I mean, look, it just I, I I can't hear what's said. I don't know what the kids said. But one way or another, dude, you walk down in the middle of somebody else's broadcast to physically intimidate somebody. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Mm. I mean, this is a, this is a child. This is a this is a kid. You know. And I don't know what the kid is saying. I really don't. Man, I'm just watching this. Dude, you got to see this video. Again, it's it's not like it's uh, the worst thing you've ever seen. But, bro, take your hands off me. It's a, it's a kid, man. It's a kid. Dude, you got to see this video. Are you finding this video? I, I put it in, uh, on, in Twitter. Matt Barnes, Jake Lancer video. And it's, like I said, it's three seconds. And you're across the court, and they zoom in. And it's like, hey, hey, take your hands off this kid. It's it's embarrassing, dude. Let's wow. I... Wow. Take, you got to see this. Maybe you can even pull it up for everybody. I don't know if you can or you can. If you can't, no big deal. All right, listen, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just as you're looking it up. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Gotta, we got to get out of here. Well, All right, well, so well. much love to everybody. We are back tomorrow. Yes, I'm still playing LA Cap tomorrow. Are you seeing this video now? No, I haven't seen that. I stopped right. looking because yeah. we're going. All right, we got to go. Uh, much right. love. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Bye.